Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a weird day. What a weird month. What a weird year. Yeah. Um, What a beautiful wedding. (laughs) Um, I, so our, our listeners will know that, uh, we're getting ready to launch a, a new show next yeah. month. Actually, uh, I went ahead and staged the first five episodes. Huzzah. They're ready to release on January 1st. I decided, you know how I'd originally thought I would do two episodes at once, kind of Disney plus it, and then, uh, introduce the rest like bi-weekly after that. I actually made the call to just start on January 1st and literally just every, every other Saturday, uh, so the, the first five Saturdays in in 2022 are covered. That is super exciting. I'm very excited for this show. Listeners, listeners, if you're out there and you're especially excited for our Victorian holiday celebration this year where we're, we're doing ghost stories in a Hoyt style and you have stories of your own of true possibly paranormal encounters. It doesn't matter if you believe in the paranormal. It doesn't matter if you have an explanation for what happened or not. If you have a story that you know happened, you believe your senses, and you want to you want to share that to be part of a, our upcoming project, Possibly Normal, then uh, why don't you send me, a, send me an email over at possiblynormal at nightshiftradio.com and, and tell me your story. And you know what? If if you're if you're comfortable and confident and you have the the equipment and you want to record it in your own voice, we'll publish it like that. If you don't though, if you just want to write it out and let me like I'll you know I'll script it out, I'll read it. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've got two submissions so far: one uh, that I narrated from uh, you know a friend of the network, and one from uh, from our very own Michael Fight in his own voice. And let me tell you, I am so so excited about this project. I love spooky stories so much, and I spent the first couple hours of my day today getting those episodes like uh, ready to go, getting them staged in our in our hosting platform, listening back through them, making sure that they they sounded right, that all you know the audio was complete, 
and you know, I had to record a couple of episodes as well. Uh, I creeped myself out well and good this morning. I actually had to stop after about two hours or so of work because I'm like, I just I can't anymore. I'm too scared. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, hopefully this this delivers on the, the promise that that I've made for myself of how good this is going to be. But that's that. You know, be on the lookout for that in 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 January, January first, twenty twenty two. Possibly normal. I'm so excited. I, you know, uh, so this, you know, no spoilers for my episode, um, but I don't believe in the paranormal. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying, I guess I'm more agnostic on the subject, but sure. I, I'm leaning more towards the fact of like, no, it's not ghost, but it probably is something else, you know, maybe yeah. not so paranormal, but maybe more scientific, but beyond our current scientific understanding. And that's that's what I love the most about ghost stories is like I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I don't. Sure. I believe in something. I have as you'll find it when you listen to these stories, if you have the stomach for it. Um, <laughs> as you'll find, like I have had a number of bizarre experiences throughout my life, even up until like relatively recently. Uh, I, I have continued to experience things, and I don't know what they are. I I won't immediately say. Oh, that was ghosts. I'll describe exactly what I witnessed, what I saw, heard, felt, whatever. I don't know. I don't know that it was like dead people. I don't know that it was like evil spirits. Uh, like, you know, they, um, like a lot of, a lot of horror movies, a lot of ghost stories and whatnot, they'll like lean towards like, oh, it was the demonic. I don't, I don't believe in demons. But like, you tell me that something happened that you witnessed. A, something that felt demonic to you, I believe you. You know, like anything like that. Like, I believe that it happened. Yeah. And I'm not sure that I care to explain it. Like, if we get an explanation one day, that'll be amazing. If they say, like, you know, it really was just like, you know, the 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 membranes theory of the multiverse and like we're just all separated by the like the narrowest membranes of reality and like sometimes they can slap together and like that's what you saw when you saw an apparition was really like a person in an alternate reality in like occupying the same space. You're like, that's fucking cool. I would be super into that. But for now, I don't know. That's, that makes as much sense as dead people. Yeah. I, (laughs) and that's, that's where I'm at, especially when it comes to my story is, is I'm recanting it exactly as both my mom and I remember it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there's only a few variations of, of things, but none of them affect the, the very specific outcome of the story of like, Hey, this is the thing that happened. This is exactly how it happened as we both remember it and mm-hmm. how we recalled it at that time, you know, but maybe maybe there is an explanation. Maybe yeah. there is, you know, we could, you know, logic our way into it, but but maybe it is exactly as it's told. And that's yeah. what I love about your idea about possibly normal is that like it's just this this is the story. Like Yeah. The, you the can explanations, brain it out, or you can just accept it as possibly normal. Yeah, the explanations, the reasons, none of that matters. Mm-hmm. Is it a good story? Fucking give it to me. So yeah, that's uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm currently excited about that, but uh, kind of on the, the the far opposite end of the the spectrum of things that that don't scare the the ever living shit out of me. Ah. Uh, I, I told you, Michael, that I recently uh, went ahead and signed up for the the. Um, paid subscription for Stadia Pro because I've been, you know, we've been playing Destiny 2 on Stadia for a while. Well, yeah. I've been playing it. We've been playing together. I've yeah. been playing on Stadia for a while and I, I really enjoy it. I love the concept. I got myself another setup so I could more easily play here in the office without having to 
bring my controller back and forth and pair it to multiple devices. I just have one paired in the you know to the the uh, the Google TV in the living room and one paired to the Chromecast here in the office, and boom, we're done. So when I signed up for the the paid subscription, I claimed all of the uh, games that were available for free, and like they do that, you know, every month there's you know somewhere between like three and ten games um, like that that you can claim as part of your subscription. And it seems like they're mostly like smaller indie publishers. There's a few bigger name games in there. Obviously, Destiny was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started playing this game called Cthulhu Saves Christmas, which is a, a JRPG style. Uh, game in which uh, Cthulhu, uh, his powers are stolen, and he has to help uh, uh, help rescue Santa in order to get his powers back. As you do, that you know, as you do. That's a, a really interesting. I, I haven't played much of it yet, but I, you know, I started poking around it. But then the other day, I sat down to play, and I, I realized this game looks really cool, and it's called Wave Tail. Okay. And it's by uh, it's by Thunderful Games, which I, I don't really know uh, many of the titles that they put out. Uh, Harvest Moon, One World. I know the Harvest I know Moon, Harvest Moon. Yeah. Song, uh, series, so presumably it's just an installment in that. Maybe, I don't know if it's... Uh, they, they, they make for kind of all platforms, so this one... Oh, that one's for Switch. Okay, that makes sense. But, you know, they make games for Xbox, for Switch, for Stadia. Um, Wave Tail appears to be a Stadia exclusive, which... <laughs> Um, but uh, you, you play this uh, the, this young character named uh, Sigrid, who uh, she she lives on a little island with her grandmother, who is just sassy, and I love her. And it's this um, nebulous, like vague kind of future setting where uh, like all the people in the world live on little islands surrounded by this ocean that will kill you instantly if you try to go in it, but you can. You know, you can take a boat, you can surf, whatnot. As long as you don't go in the water, you're fine. But there's also this creeping presence. And I kind of think like, you know, the Pirates of Dark Water. Uh, yeah, the, the, the water yes. is like this this evil entity. Well, there's I this creeping. Love that show. It was amazing, right? <laughs> I want that to come back. Yeah. Uh, but there's this creeping entity, basically like this dark fog that they just vaguely refer to as the gloom. And there are creatures that come out of the gloom that you have to fight. Very easy, simple, like two-button combat, like some combos and stuff like that, but like nothing complicated. Uh, Some fun kind of platformer jump puzzles, but like nothing too frustrating. You go around, you collect these energy sources called sparks, and that's what you use to power like the lighthouses and the generators and stuff to push back the gloom. And you can rescue people who have been trapped, and they help fill out the story and send you on quests and stuff like that. Um... And it's just, it's really, it's beautifully animated. Uh, it's a fun, approachable story that like, it it doesn't, it doesn't frustrate me. It doesn't stress me out to play. It was just like, I, I played for uh, a couple hours yesterday and just like through the initial missions and to get a, a sense for it. And like, this is just nice. Uh, now, it, it de- definitely felt like a, a lower budget studio where they didn't have time to, uh, time or resources to fix all of the things. So, like, if the camera gets too close, the the, the sprite gets super glitchy, and yeah. like, that can be maddening. But if you find the right place to stand where the camera doesn't get right up to the the back of the character's head, it's fine. But it's like ah. So you know, in, yeah. In the interest of a a fair review, like there are technical problems with it, but it's, it's so far just been a really fun game. So if anyone out there listening is a gamer and, and like has tried out Stadia. 
and hasn't checked out Wavetail, I recommend it. That's fun. I, I like, you know, uh, those remind me of like uh, those mobile games. What was that one mobile game that was kind of like Zelda mm. um, for a while? Uh, yes. It was like Tales at Sea something. It was it was I, like the game on yeah, on iPhone yeah, yeah, yeah. for a really long time, and there's there's a sequel to it as well. Um, but anyways, it kind of reminds me of that, and I I like those sort of things. Um, I had a game. I I had the first version of the Oculus. Um, okay. I actually won it uh, in a contest, which was awesome. Neat. Um, and uh, and I had a game very similar to that in the VR where I could walk around and and do stuff, and that was actually pretty cool. Um, but that being said, so. Uh, uh, so someone I know, a friend of mine, she got the Oculus 2, the version 2, okay. and she brought it over and uh, she was like, you have to, she bought it for her kids and she was like, she brought it over to my house and she was like, we have to play with it before I give it to the kids. I was like, cool. <laughs> so we got to play the Oculus uh, and I got to play the new version, which it is beautiful. It okay. is amazing. But she uh, had the demo of the of the game Beat Saber. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. uh, so I had seen people play this game, you know, where you have two lightsabers and you have to hit the, you know, it's basically like Guitar Hero, but in a virtual world. Yeah. I had the most fun with that. Like it, like the Oculus is three hundred dollars. The Beat Saber game's like fifty or sixty dollars. And after playing just the demo for like ten minutes, I was like, this is worth three hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> like I a hundred percent would buy this entire setup. To only ever play Beat Saber, that's how fucking fun that thing was. And it was beautiful. I'm mean, sure there's a lot of other cool, to like, you know, I could paint in space and stuff like that. But I was like, yes, but I could have a lightsaber and whack around blocks to pop music. And that is the world I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> but there is actually a free Star Wars game um, that is coming to that to that VR thing called Galactic Quest or something like that. Huh. Um, where you can basically like walk around, uh, you know, and do cool Star Wars things in in like this, fr like a like a cantina, Mos Eisley type place. Yeah. Um, but it's a free to play game that you can just walk around in uh, uh, in this VR world for Oculus Quest, and it made me like that alone, you know, pretty much would want to sell me on it. Um, but I guess it's either just released or is coming out shortly. Um, hmm. that Galactic Quest thing. But that was really fucking cool. So I also just learned about something today called GOG. GOG.com. Apparently it's kind of like a, like a, you know, you've got like the Steam store, you've got like the Epic Games store. Apparently GOG.com is. Oh, it's a uh, Galaxy like a PC. of Games or something? Yeah. Or like, I don't know. It's like I found something that said it was good old games and that sounds stupid to me. Okay. Oh, this me. isn't the Samsung one. There's a Samsung yeah. one that's like Samsung Galaxy something or other, but that's not this. I mean, Galaxy, Galaxy of Games does sound like a very Samsung Oh, God thing. Galaxy. That's what this is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, but it's but actually like, made by CD Projekt Red, who are the same people that do uh, The Witcher. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's all like PC games, something like that. I, I just had never heard of it before. Uh -huh, I never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was looking at the various games on, uh, thunderfulgames.com just to see what else, uh, they've put out and what other ones might be available via Stadia or Switch, the platforms that I actually own. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a mixed bag. It seems like most of them are PC games, which I guess that's, that's a thing. Fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it's. Uh, uh, to quote the uh, the, the well-known song, it's a whole new world. 
for me. <laughs> Who sings that one? I'm not familiar. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was Foreigner. Oh, yeah, that's who it was. I, I knew who it was. Uh, Selena Gomez. Um, yeah. So, uh, speaking of the Switch, uh, I, so uh, every Christmas time-ish, uh, I take Juniper out to a bunch of stores, and we take a bunch of photos of things she wants for Christmas because I will fucking forget... And she's a little kid and can't exactly write them down, you know? That's good strategy. Right. So we go to stores. I snap a bunch of photos. And it's also good because then I send them to, like, my mom, you know, to be like, hi, go buy this specific thing. It was at the store. This is the thing Juniper wants, you know? So it's good for Christmas shopping. I send it to her mom, uh, to Juniper's mom, to to be like, hi, we went shopping. Here's a bunch of gift ideas. And then we all kind of, you know, all of the relatives that are buying things for Juniper kind of figure out you know, okay, I'll get this, she'll get this, we'll do this, blah. But anyways, I actually got to see the Switch OLED uh, in person. Oh, really? I had never seen it in person before. Yeah. The screen is huge compared to the original one. And I actually like, I I have a Switch Lite, um, and I had the original Switch for a while. I just didn't end up playing it. We ended up getting rid of it, and then I ended up getting Juniper the Switch Lite, and now, of course, I play it all the time. Um, because that's how, uh, irony goes. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was looking at it and I was holding it and I was like, oh, maybe I want this (laughs) (laughs) because it's like the screen's really nice, but it's just, I always thought that the, even the, the regular switch, I always thought the screen was just a little too small for the handheld, you know, maybe that's just the old in me, but I was just like, I don't know, man. I just want like a slightly bigger screen. And I feel like the Switch OLED is is that perfect balance between portability and good screen size. I may eventually have to take a look at that because I, so I love the form factor of the original Switch. I have been a fan since before I got one and fell in love immediately. And for the longest time, I only played it portable. I didn't hook it up to a TV at all. But then I made the pro. I made the mistake of hooking up uh, first to my like really nice big TV when we moved here uh, into this house, and then later through like my computer monitor when I was doing some streaming and stuff like that. So, getting a really good experience of playing it on a larger screen. Mm-hmm. And now when I go back and try to play either on the, uh, the you know the, the handheld screen or even sometimes on the bigger screen, it doesn't look good to me anymore. Yep. I don't know why. And I don't know if that's, I, I'm sure the, like my eyes continuing to degrade has something to do with it. <laughs> Doth my eyes deceive me? But I think just the, like the, the, yeah uh, comparison as, and like, I fucking, I hate, I hate that I'm about to say this because I've never had an issue whatsoever with the, the graphics on Nintendo hardware, knowing that they were objectively lower powered, lower quality graphics and displays and whatnot. I know that. I accept that. It's never been a problem for me. But I feel like now that I have played a game like Destiny on my giant living room TV, now when I go back to try to play the Switch on that hardware, it doesn't look as good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know if I... If I 
If I just have to like not ever try to play on the built-in screen again, or if I need to get an OLED, obviously I don't need to do any of this. Right. I understand. Right. Right. That. Yeah. So, so the OLED model, uh, the screen itself is beautiful. It, uh, mm -hmm. There were there's you know the demo game, and I was playing that, and I was like, holy cow, this is really really amazing. Like it just looks super crisp, much crisper, and it was you know it's it was next to the other two models, and I have a Switch Lite, so I know what it looks like. Sure. It definitely is crisper. I will say though that the Switch OLED still does not output. 4k to the big screen tv you can still mm -hmm. dock it but the hardware uh does support 4k output just the the switch hasn't nintendo hasn't turned it on yet for whatever interesting reason. yeah okay. there's a big report here that's talking about the dock is uh that the dock and the switch are capable of exporting 4k they just don't yet which <laughs> i the only thing i consume is I, I can assume is that because most of the games probably aren't 4K ready because they're designed, you know, most Switch exclusive games are designed handheld. They're not designed on your, you know, fucking, yeah. you know, 40 inch TV, you know, 40 inch 4K Ultra HD TV. They're designed for yeah. your seven inch Switch screen. And I will say that, like, if you just play the Switch as a handheld, it is a really good experience totally. to the point where like you like, obviously it's, it's not an original form factor entirely. I mean, we saw it before with game gear and with, with other platforms, but it's a form factor that works really well. And we're seeing other uh, handhelds start to come back onto the market that emulate that. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've had that with uh, mobile game controller attachments for phones for a while. So like, it's something that we know works and it's a yeah. good experience. Uh, Steam uh, is uh, putting out a, um, a switch version uh, for yeah. Steam games. So you can yeah. play destiny portable, the steam deck or whatever they're calling. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, which seems Potentially really cool. Yeah. Um, it it took a long time, but I am finally seeing the effects of Joy-Con drift. Yeah. Which is is bumming me out. Um, I actually, um, I feel like I, I didn't notice it as much for a while, but I started to see it when playing, uh, of all things, when playing Cozy Grove, and my <laughs> character would just wander off towards the the upper left of the screen when I was trying to like collect something. I was like, oh no, it's happening, isn't it? <laughs> And so there's part of me that just wants to say, well, okay, well, just just don't use the Joy-Cons. Just leave it connected to the TV and get, like, a nice pro controller or something like that, and, you know, it'll be better. And it's, like, I still want to get the, the new Pokemon games, like, you know, yeah. Brilliant Diamond and eventually the, the Arceus uh, Pokemon Legends game. Like, I want to play those, but I've also spent so much of my time lately just playing destiny with you that, like <laughs> and there's new con well as of the airing of this episode the new stuff just happened a couple of days ago it's it's becoming like world of warcraft all over again oh, yeah, where i'm great. like i have other games that i enjoy and would like to focus on but when it's the end of the work day and i just want to shut my brain off i pick up the controller and turn on destiny which is actually full circle how i ended up uh, getting into uh wavetail yesterday was because i'm like you know what it's Saturday morning, like Ellen is reading or like riding the the, the stationary bike or something like that. She's just kind of around, but not like not wanting to use the TV currently. So I'm going to play, but I'm going to play something that's not going to make her immediately be like, Ugh. <laughs> and so <laughs> I found Wavetail and 
very much enjoyed it. I uh, I have actually been playing Skyrim again uh, because you were saying that I so they updated Skyrim for PlayStation Five and it's beautiful. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm it so, always looks really cool, so fun, and I'm so deep into it now. And like, uh, and it's kind of funny, full circle. So Skyrim came out about ten years ago, um, but when Juniper was a baby. I used to set her up next to me. Like I would either put her in her little car seat or, you know, when she was finally sitting up and stuff like that, I would sit her in my lap and I would play Skyrim on the Xbox uh, One um, and she would just sit there and just watch it. She loved watching me play Skyrim. And now I've been playing again and now she's loving watching me playing Skyrim. But then she's like, can I play? And I was like, yes, you absolutely can. She was like, okay. So I, I'll give her the controller and she'll run around in dungeons for a little bit and, and you know, do some stuff. Uh, but she's, uh, I'm just, I'm having an absolute blast with it um, and going back through. And there was a couple of quests that I remember not finishing that this time around, once I got them, I was like, you know what? I am going to actually finish this quest. And so I would go through and finish it. And I was like, oh, that's how that quest ends. <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. But I did fuck up. There's this one quest line. Well, I didn't fuck up. The game fucked up. So there's this one quest line where you have to go to this very small town and there's like Imperial guards walking around the town and you have to ask the guards about a rumor of a thing and the guard gives you the next step of the quest. Mm -hmm. But when I went to the town, a dragon came and attacked me. But at the same <laughs> time, I'm also doing the vampire storyline. So a bunch of vampires came and attacked. Jesus. Long story short, everybody in the town is dead, including the guards, and now the guards won't respawn because when people die in the game, they're just dead. Like, the oh, characters no. don't respawn. It just, they're just dead forever. And now I can't progress the storyline because every time I go to the town, there's only like two people left alive in the whole town. And every time I go up and I'm like, hey, how do I do the moth priest thing? They're like, I don't know, ask the guards. And I'm like, they're all dead. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. They're all dead. I can't ask the guards. What do I do? So I cannot progress the storyline because the people I need to talk to have died because of a dragon attack. And now I am screwed for the storyline. <laughs> sounds like a problem with the game design. <laughs> it like, right. It, it definitely should be a way to reset. I mean, so, obviously I mean, you I could can... do like a save point and like, reset to that but like. right so the problem is is i can roll back the save point but i didn't realize this at the time that it happened i went to the town everybody died and then i went off and i did a whole bunch of other things and then i was like okay i'll go back and do that quest line and when i got back and i talked to the one person left alive they were like go talk to the guards and i'm like standing on top of the guards bodies and i'm like well fuck <laughs> And I can't roll back because I'll lose everything I've accomplished since then. Like, I'm talking like dungeons and weapons and level upgrades. And I'm like, fuck. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but needless to say, uh, I may have to abandon that quest line, <laughs> which that's sucks because it's, it's kind of an important one because it does uh, result in something that's like part of the big story. I mean, I guess I can ignore it, but it, it, may, it leaves like a big chunk of playable game like unplayable for me. So I you're going to get the bad ending. I'm going to get the bad ending. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure out, well, I mean, I guess Skyrim never really ends. There's no ending, but still, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to get messed up. Is um, the elder scrolls series. Is that somehow tied into the, the Dungeons and Dragons universe or is it just like, it feels inspired by, uh, feels inspired by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Elder I, scrolls is its own thing. Okay. 
but yeah. Skyrim is part of the Elder Scrolls universe. Yeah, Skyrim is yeah. is the um the continent that this story takes. So there's there's like Oblivion is a continent, Morrowind is a continent, Skyrim is a continent. Um, so that's where all these places are, and this this Elder Scrolls Skyrim is is the fourth one, and that everything takes place on that continent. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It's pretty fun. Yeah, but we, I, I've been having a blast with it. Uh, so there's that. But this is not our video game podcast. Well, it's kind of is. It's, it's whatever we want because this is a bonus it might as episode. Well be. <laughs> um, but uh, we have a brand new episode coming out this Sunday. You know, as we mentioned, we're uh, talking about ghost stories. Uh, so the movie that we are covering is called Boo. Uh, it's the 2018 uh, one. It is available on Tubi TV. Uh, so definitely check that out if you are the type of person that watches movies before we talk about them. Uh, Boo is available uh, streaming for free on Tubi TV. And uh, we got a brand new episode coming out this Sunday. Uh, super excited. So definitely check that out as well. Um, so there it is. There's your bonus episode for the week. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And we will see you on Sunday. Mm. Yeah. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Mm-hmm.